0: If you're really a child of God, you will be unhappy or miserable when you're sinning. First John 3, 9, everyone who has been born of God does not habitually sin. Bingo! <laughs> it's a different word there. They use a different word.
1: I think it's praso, And they say, oh, that's habitual sin. But you know, the Bible in the same book tells you very clearly that believers will sin. I say they can sin and people will go, oh, see, you got a license to sin there. You're saying we can do it. Go ahead and do it. You have the ability to do it. That's what I mean. So just take that criticism and throw it away. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Bible Line. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. Today, we're continuing what we left off last week, responding to Greg Laurie concerning the five steps or five verification or five you know test questions for making sure you're really saved you want to know everything leading up to this check the video from last week i really encourage you to watch the whole thing really do that because it'll be helpful all right so he's about to get into his list
0: that he saved so if you're really a christian it's not from working for it it's working from it god's given you your salvation as a gift of god but at the same time i'm gonna see evidence in your life and you're gonna see evidence in mine
1: All right. So you got to see that here. It's not working. What do you say? It's not working for it. It's working from it. Okay. Just clever use of words, but it's the same coin. It's like you, you believe, but if you really believe I'm going to have evidence. And I think that's why he has to backtrack and kind of step over himself because it's either grace or it's works. If it's all grace, then it's any, then it's not any work. Otherwise grace can't be grace. If it's all works, it can't be any grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. The light switch is on or it's off. He's saying there's some sort of middle road here.
0: Let me just give you five fast tests from 1 John that answer the question as to whether or not a person is really a Christian. So he just said you're going to get like
1: five tests within the book of 1 John. This is important for you to see. A lot of people in the Calvinistic camp use 1 John As a test for salvation, you're going to see all five of these verses here. He's going to pull out of context, but let's, let's take a look here.
0: If you're really a Christian, number one, you will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.
1: Okay. So you'll confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As you can see, the verse that he used was first John chapter four in verse 15. So let's take a look at that. First John chapter four in verse 15, it says this. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. So the dwelling here, I believe this is talking about a person who confesses, they come to an agreement that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he is the Messiah. But you need to see in chapter 5, in verse 3, now he's going to use 1 John 5, 3 later in a different one. Or excuse me, 1 John 5, 1 later for a different point. But it says here in 1 John 5 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, excuse me, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. The phrase I want you to see here whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ, uh, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. You're gonna see why that's important later. Believing Leads to that new birth and that new birth is immediate. This is the whole prep. This is the whole point of John chapter 3 Nicodemus you're born physically you need to be born again when you're born again You get a new nature. It cannot sin. It's born of God. We'll look at first John 3 9 He uses that in a different way But I think this point that he goes here is you will confess that Jesus is Lord I wouldn't say it that way I'd say you believe but I don't necessarily have a problem with that and I think in context It makes sense in the context of 1 John 4 15. But he's talking about abiding, which is like, you know, your your fellowship with God, you're gonna be near God and close to God the more obedient that you are. Can a person who's saved then go on to deny that Jesus Christ is Lord? Yeah, and that's not a good thing. But it doesn't mean that they're unsaved. So I say yes and no to this. My my question would be what's your context? What do you mean by that? And I know what his context is. We know from his statement of faith that we reviewed last week, he's talking about a person making Jesus the Lord and uh, master of your life. So this is, again, I think he's coming from a works-based and he's twisting 1 John 4, 15 to fit the mold. All right, what's number two?
0: You will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is based on 1 John four fifteen. If anyone confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him. And he and God. Now that's not all you have to do, but you need to do it.
1: (laughs) There it is. It's not everything. Even if he was meaning, you know, just believe here. There's more. There's four more.
0: Number two, if you're really a Christian, you will obey the commands of Christ. Not perfectly.
1: Okay. He's going to use 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. You need to see this here. You need to see and understand. He just said not perfectly, yet that's the standard to get into heaven. You've got to be perfect in every area. He's not going to allow any unrighteousness. A person that works abomination or make it the lie, they're all unable to enter in. So this is the context here. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. To love God is to keep and obey what he says loving god does not equal salvation loving god is the position of an obedient christian if you love god you're going to do what he says you can i mean i've never met a person like this but when you're out soul winning my first question is not if a person wants to get saved i don't say do you love god what does that have to do with anything as a matter of fact it has nothing to do with our love for him it's his love for us and how was it? Some gushy feeling of love? No, it was the brutal sacrifice of his son. It was demonstrated. But he takes us out of context and says, not only will you confess that Jesus is the Lord, which I think he's saying, make Jesus the Lord of your life. Number two, you've also got to obey the commands of Christ. So there's obedience. He says, confession, obedience. Don't forget, if you have already subscribed to BibleLine, make sure that you like, comment, and share this video. If you have not Subscribed. Hit the red subscribe button and the notification bell. Set it to all so that you get notified every single time that we post a video. And then you can like, comment, and share. All that is helpful to get this message out to more and more people. Have you heard a teacher or have a link that we'd like to take a look at for a react video? Send it to us, as well as your Bible questions. You can email us questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. We'll do our best to review it, get you an answer, and even make a video like today. Let's get back to today's video.
0: Not flawlessly. Number three, listen to this one. Are you unhappy or miserable when you're sinning?
1: All right. So I listened and he uses 1 John 3, 9, which this one I had to check with uh, our editor. I had to make sure I understood where he was coming from. And it just seems to, this is what the Bible says in the King James. 1 John 3, 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit, that's a Greek word, poeo, which means does not commit one single act, does not commit sin. Why? For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. This is the two natures. You've got your sinful nature that God didn't do anything about. When you got saved and then you have your new nature, which is born of God. It is literally born of God. It is born out of his righteousness. It possesses his righteousness. It cannot sin. So when I sin, I know that it's my sinful nature, not my new nature. And as I'm encouraged to not sin, I need to walk in this new nature. Okay. And that's what first John three, six is about. Whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth, not hath not seen him, neither know him. When I act out and sin, that's my old nature over here. My new nature is not involved in that. And that's why 1 John 3, 9 is so important. But he goes to say, you will be miserable while sinning. I don't see that from 1 John 3, 9. I wondered if it was a typo. But as you see here, he goes on to actually quote the verse. And notice what the verse says in his translation.
0: If you're really a child of God, you will be unhappy or miserable when you're sinning. First John 3, 9, everyone who has been born of God does not habitually sin. Bingo! <laughs> it's
1: a different word there. They use a different word. I think it's praso, And they say, oh, that's habitual sin. But you know, the Bible in the same book tells you very clearly that believers will sin. I say they can sin and people will go, oh, see, you got a license to sin there. You're saying we can do it. Go ahead and do it. You have the ability to do it. That's what I mean. So just take that criticism and throw it away because that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to quote you what the Bible says. 1 John 2, 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, little children, that ye sin not. And then the book closes and that's it. No, there's actually a lot more. And if any man sin you you. this is this is john saying when you sin know this we have an advocate with the father who's the advocate jesus christ the righteous all right so we have someone who has come alongside us and his name is jesus christ even while we sin which nature is that even while we sin flesh nature we have an advocate in jesus christ the righteous through our spirit nature or our, our, our second nature. But Pastor Greg says, well, that's actually, you got to have conviction of sin. And you if you feel miserable, you know, no one who's born of God is going to continually sin. And this is why I said before, when he said, you don't have to do it perfectly, not flawlessly. Well, this, according to your translation, if you do it just once, you're out. You were never really in. Boy, you see how this is a horror show. It's just a horror show carousel. You just never know you're bouncing around for the rest of your life this does two things it keeps the lost people lost and it keeps saved people discouraged from ever sharing the gospel because they don't even
0: know if they're saved because the seed remains in him and he is not able to habitually sin because he's been born of God
1: again it repeats habitually sin so let's go down the list you got to confess you got to obey you got to have conviction and then he goes to the next one here
0: number four did you keep yourself from the devil if you're a true believer, you'll keep yourself from the devil. First John 5.18, we know whoever is born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him.
1: Okay, so this is interesting because what the verse actually says is we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. I think this is the same thing that was said in 1 John three 9. You've got that nature, okay? But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. How does one keep himself? He walks in this nature. He's not talking about eternal security because he says at the very end, and the wicked one toucheth him not. Not only are we kept away from the devil in that we will not spend an eternity in hell. We're physically delivered from his presence there. But also as we walk in this new nature, which does not sin, we keep ourselves away from the wiles of the devil. We keep ourselves away from all of his power and influence. Those things can still come upon us, but we don't end up in sin or being caught up in them. He says it's a requirement. You got to actively keep yourself from the devil. None of that is explained. It's just said and you're supposed to just do it.
0: 5 and last thing, do you love other Christians?
1: Do you love other Christians? And this is why I say this one, he uses 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1. This one's the worst of all because he blows by what actually saves somebody. Because that verse says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Believeth is the Christ here is, is, is a lot. There's a lot in there. But he goes to the last part of the verse. And everyone that loveth him that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. So he says, well, if you're, you're not really saved if you don't love one another. Folks, Galatians chapter 5 is all about backbiting and nipping at each other. And, and those people were saved. They have eternal security. I don't know why he reads it in that passage.
0: If you're a real believer, you'll love God's people. First John 5, 1 says, everyone that believes that Christ is the son of God loves his child as well.
1: So that's also just like really interesting because the King James Version says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I don't know if he just skipped it in his translation or what, but he just, that's, that's not even in there you want to know why? Because I think these translations are set to deceive you from the real message of God's word.
0: Are you really a believer? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You say, well, Greg, how can you do this? It's hard. I know. Look at verse 13. It is God that works in you. It is God that works in you both to will and do of his good pleasure
1: so that's the clip. And I'm not going to get into the last part that he used because it's just erroneous what he says there. He's that verse is a great truth that God is the one who keeps us. But in his theology, and the way it's twisted, you're going to be kept as you work. God will only keep you saved as you respond through good works. Boy, this is it. you know, it it's just it's tiring to do this. Uh, But I enjoy doing it because I know that this will help people. But if you're here at the end of this video and maybe you clicked on it because you're caught up in this questioning and doubting, I'm going to take the Greg Laurie route and ask, you know, have you really understood the good news of the gospel message? Have you really understood what salvation is and responded as the Bible says you need to respond? You can know for sure that you have eternal life. How? Well, friend, you're a sinner, just like I'm a sinner. That sin separates us from God. You've got to be perfect to get to heaven, and you know you're not. I know that I'm not. The wages of sin is death. It's not good works. It's not turning from something. It's not starting something. It is death. And what God did in a demonstration of his love is he sent his son to die for you. And all that you have to do is the only thing that you can do believe on him for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever you watching myself included whosoever believeth in him should not perish which means you won't end up in hell but you'll have everlasting life so you simply put your trust in the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ that what he did paid for all your sin past present and future the Bible says in John five 24, you're passed from death into life, you'll never be brought into condemnation. I pray this has been a help to you. If you have any questions, send it to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus Christ certainly is coming soon. Take care. God bless. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.